0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit Radio Network.org for thousands more.
1: Welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Akiko Kataima, food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberto's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, and izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my co cool guest And my guest today is Chizuko Nikawa-Helton, who is a leading sake expert and the founder of Sake Discoverage, which promotes understanding Japanese sake through various events and activities, and co-founder of Sake Journeys, which coordinates sake-themed trips to Japan. We will talk about how sake changed Chizuko's life, her experience with the Tohoku earthquake in 2011, and how to make a perfect hot sake and more. Hello, Chizuko. Welcome to Japanese.
2: Hello.
1: So uh, you used to be a fashion designer. Yes. And uh, when did you come to the US and why?
2: In 2004, after 10 years of fashion business in Tokyo, and after I went through a hard time because of my father's passing. I wanted to restart my start my, mm. my life.
1: Mm. So, well, suddenly your life is short, the kind of thing, and then you decided to do something. Yes, wanted to
2: do. I wanted to, to change something, mm. you know, completely. Right. So, why New York? Well, New York is my favorite city, and also, you know, I just I'm super country country girl, so I just wanted to move to the, uh, the Super City side as a country girl. <laughs> okay, so
1: you're from Akita Prefecture yes. in the north. Mm-hmm. So how countryside was it?
2: <laughs> well, okay, I was in Tokyo for about 15 years as a fashion designer and then at the time I, didn't, I couldn't much respect my, you know, the country, my hometown actually. It's nothing there, just rice field, and river, mountains, mm. nothing there. There's no entertainment. So I was so bored. Then moved to Tokyo and finally realized that, you know, after in the 15 years, it took a long time. But finally realized that, wow, how beautiful my hon- you know, hometown is. Mm. You know, the, uh, it is, since I experienced my father's passing, mm. it's really, really too late to you know, realize that but right. yeah okay
1: and then uh why sake then how did you get into sake
2: well so as i said i grew up in akita the very countryside in the northern japan where one of the most famous sake regions i picked something i can enjoy to learn about my home region and my country japan before moving to the u.s that was sake mm-hmm. I thought that knowledge would be helpful as a communication tool when I have chance to drink sake with anyone. But I got into sake more after I got the job opportunity to be a sake sommelier job in New York. Mm, okay, so did you have any
1: sake moment? Like, wow. This is...
2: Yes. You know, it's I didn't have any experience working in the restaurant mm. or, you know, the sake industry at all. Until I got the job opportunity, but yeah, uh, you know the former, the the manager, you know the, uh, Tommy, I can try whatever I want, and then I picked one sake, it's called mm-hmm. Daishichi Minowamon Jumai Daikinjo. Mm-hmm. That sake totally changed my life. That sake was totally wow. Mm-hmm. It's I have to I have to introduce sake to people in New York. Mm, that wow. was my kind of first wow moment in New York. That's mm, amazing. So, mm-hmm.
1: Dai Shichi Ginjo? Dai Ginjo. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Interesting. So, um, the how did you study sake? Um,
2: how did I sake? Um, I took a class first to have a Kiki shi Sake Sommelier Certificate in Tokyo about 15 years ago mm-hmm. before I moved to New York. But uh, I learned more when I worked in New York at the Japanese restaurant as a sake sommelier.
1: Mm, That was uh, Sakagura. Yes. And I think it's from uh, February 2005 to August 2008, Mm -hmm. about four years. Mm -hmm. So um, that's Sakagura in Mita. And I think everybody thinks that that's kind of like a shrine of sake in (laughs) New York City. (laughs) Yeah, that's true,
2: actually. Right. So uh, what was your uh, responsibility? I had to take care of about 300 kinds of sake, checking the conditions, choosing the right glassware, um, pairing food and dessert, uh, making a a special menu, uh, planning events, staff training, something like that. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Saga Kurolet staff taste most of sake for learning and recommendation for our customers, even over $30.00. $40 $40 by the glass mm. Also another great part was I could try most of sake uh, Old sake warmed even Daiginjo the experience helped me a lot to learn about sake. Mm.
1: So like you said there uh, are over 300 sake mm-hmm. Right. so that's in the basement of Midtown, like 43rd yes. Street? 43rd Street, between 2nd and 3rd.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So I think listeners who was really interested in sake oh, the yes. range of sake, mm-hmm. that's a kind of still the place to be. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, so I was curious, so what kind of sake was most selling when you were there?
2: Uh, actually at the time you know, the um, most of sake connoisseurs type people ask me to choose, you know, expensive Daiginjo sake. It's more fragrant style, mm. like a super premium What kind of, you know, Aromatic, you know, the super premium do you have? Right, daiginjo oh, so daiginjo. right. But you know, time has changed.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Dai Ginjo, uh, for the listeners who are not familiar mm-hmm. with sake, so mm-hmm. Dai Ginjo is, uh, you know, you have to mill down the rice.
2: Mm-hmm. So Yes, yes, it's more than 50%. Mm-hmm. So, it means, you know, the, uh, the basically, Dai Ginjo has a aromatic, it really, in general, it's really more kind of actually fruity aroma like peach or apple or pineapple Mm. those type of you know tropical kind of fruity aroma Mm. and a light body it's a clean smooth taste right yeah so So, what does i I actually remember that people
1: tend Mm -hmm. to think you know american Mm -hmm. restaurants Mm -hmm. you tend to order lighter Mm -hmm. cheaper Mm Meaning white to red, exactly. that's the mm-hmm. sequence. Yes. But
2: when it comes to Japanese mm-hmm. restaurant, it has to be maybe different. Exactly, it's the, the price point is kind of opposite. Mm-hmm. So, I highly recommend to try something a little expensive style sake. That I can show first before you get drunk. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, because the, those type of a little fragrant and they are a little light body. The, the clean style sake mm. it's easy to pair with appetizers mostly right, most and, and exactly right. but yeah, the main course is basically you know it's kind of rich or something a little kind of smoky taste or something like that mm. so I highly recommend to try something a little more rich richer mm. body style sake like jumai or jumai. Honjai, or, mm. or you know it's ginjo type but a little more kind of richer style or some a little a bit a little body you know mm. So, it's easier to pair with main course. Right. Mm-hmm. So,
1: when you say richer, basically the milling rate of sake mm-hmm. is much less. Much less. Right. yeah. So, more mm-hmm. sake, rice flavor
2: Exactly. That's a more ricey flavor.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. So, expensive to cheap? Yes. Yes. Easy to say. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so, after that, uh, you founded, in August 2008, mm-hmm. you founded a company called the Sake Discoveries.
2: Yes. So, what is it? Sake Discovery is a sake PR company, easy to say. Um, basically, I do many things related to sake, ex- uh, sake except, the, uh, except the sake importing and selling product. I do many of top sake producers PR agent for US market, coordinate sake related events, lectures or parties also restaurant consulting as a sake expert i'm making their sake list and doing sake staff training and coordinate sake events
1: mm. so there's a lot to do yes. and it sounds like there's a huge demand for that mm-hmm. kind of activities yeah. and mm-hmm. services so uh, who are your clients
2: um, it's sake producers' clients, uh, such as Daichi, you know. Mm-hmm. From That's your first yeah, exactly, love sake. exactly. Wow. The, and they're from Fukushima, and also the uh, the Nambu Beijing in, in uh, Iwate Prefecture, mm-hmm. and also the uh, Tengumai uh, Ishikawa Prefecture, mm-hmm. also Hakusan Niigata Prefecture, also Katsuyama the Miyagi Sendai mm-hmm. City, and also the Amabuki from Saga Prefecture. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. very diverse. Mm-hmm. All good sake. Yes, <laughs> I'm proud of
3: it. <laughs>
1: right. And then uh, you said you train you uh, train staff, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you do uh, the restaurant mm-hmm. sake menu. Yep. So it's, are they New York City restaurants? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Such so as like Ippudo, mm-hmm. Westside. The you ramen. know, na- yes. Like. They, uh, they they used to serve regular, you know, the wine, beer, cocktails. You know, the, like. As a kind of regular waiting bar, mm. but now turned to be a sake bar Ipudo.
3: Oh wow! Yes,
2: so all sake selection is you no. Know, I, I, you know, I helped to mm. pick the sake and the, the train stuff. Interesting. Yeah, right. and doing sake events too. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: So the you know intuitively sake pairings, mm-hmm. you think of kaiseki mm-hmm. or like sen... I don't know, like maybe mm-hmm. fancy French something, but ramen and sake.
2: Yes, it's really good actually. Yeah, yeah, and then you know this ipudo is a very famous for tonkotsu. It's a you know pork bone broth, mm-hmm. very kind of, you know rich flavor. But actually, you know it's really easy to pair with sake. It's. Actually, really, you know, the sake is basically made from rice. So, you know, even daiginjo or honjozo, it's any sake, it's really food friendly. Mm. But the uh, rich flavor, you know, tonkots, pork, broth, ramen, is, I can say, you can pick something really clean, light, cleanse type of sake, like a mm. or, you know, it's very kind of rich flavor, food body style sake, like a tengumai mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. I have to try that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, so you have uh, other events that you coordinated. I mm-hmm. heard. So, what kind of events did you?
2: Um, large event examples are sake under the city, and sake under the city too, loves Wagyu for Jetoro New York for promoting over thirty producers sake and Japanese premium Wagyu beef. Also, Nino Hishi Fair in New York, which promoted a small city of northern Japan of Iwate Prefecture Nino Hishi. Where is famous for sake and urushi lacquerware mm-hmm. as an event co- planner and coordinator.
1: Mm-hmm. So you said the first one, Jetro. Jetro mm-hmm. is a, a you know semi-governmental mm-hmm. organization to promote mm-hmm. trade mm-hmm. and investment, right? Mm-hmm. So that was uh, Wagyu mm-hmm. and sake as yes. a pairing.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that
1: makes sense because Wagyu is such a oh, rich oh, marbled... Yes. yes. Right. So what kind of
2: uh, pairings? Um, okay, I picked many. Sake for Wagyu beef, but you know it's it depends on the the preparation for the mm. Wagyu beef, and yeah, I requested the yeah, the chef Abe of N Japanese brasserie mm-hmm. to prepare yeah, the three different kinds of. Dishes mm. from the uh, used with the uh, Miyazaki Wagyu beef, mm-hmm. and then he created, you know, the cold shabu shabu salad. Mm. And then I picked the uh, something like light body daikinjo sake, mm. and also the uh, the very rich style, uh, kind of a little braised style, rich flavors meat, meat dish. I picked the uh, actually umeshu, no sugar added plum sake. Oh
1: wow!
3: Yeah,
2: that combination is really interesting. things
1: some sweetness. Oh, yes, right. Okay. And uh, why do you think uh, sake is becoming so popular?
2: Um, popular? Um, what actually, sake is made from rice and water mainly. So actually, it's, you know, acidity is much lower than wine. Actually, sake is much more, you know, the food friendly. Mm. So and the people getting to know, you know, about sake, you know, more and more than it used to be. And then people finally noticed that, well, wow, sake is easy to pair with any type of food. Mm. So that's a kind of, and also Japanese food is really popular now, mm. and not, not only New York. So, you know, people kind of noticed that, and, oh, I think we should try some sake too mm. with Japanese food. I think it's the same time it happens. I okay.
1: Yeah. So the, all those events you coordinated, uh, mm-hmm. most of the guests are American
2: people? yes. 80% of American people. Oh, I think. Wow. Yes, more, maybe more than that.
1: Mm, so, compared to when you worked at uh, Sakagura, do mm-hmm. you see uh, any change in the, you know, the knowledge level, profile I, about sake
2: drinkers? Yes. Actually, yes. At the time, about 10 years ago, you know, it's definitely some sake classes type people are definitely there, but mostly th- those type people requested, you know, as I said, Daiginjo, mm-hmm. very... Expensive, you know, super premium. Right. They, they focus on the super premium. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you know, many people know that. Wow, I want to have the the Kimoto or Yamaha. Those mm. kind of kind of classic, old fashioned style sake. Mm. Or, you know, some people, you know. No, the, the casual Daiginjo-style sake, it's more kind of less expensive Daiginjo. Mm, right. It's much more kind of food-friendly style Daiginjo or something like
1: that. Mm, mm-hmm. Sounds like it's more like a daily exactly. beverage rather yes. than a special mm-hmm. occasion. Right. Wow, that's awesome. So, um, and then you work closely with uh, those great sake breweries. Mm-hmm. So, are they interested in selling sake in the
2: U.S.? Um. Yes. Actually, you know, one of my new uh, client's sake, it's called the Katsuyama.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, from Miyagi Prefecture. So Katsuyama is really, you know, they, actually it's a very interesting one uh, that they basically make the uh, very special super premium sake, but the, the very kind of food body style sake. Mm-hmm. It's really food friendly. And the, the current generation owner is the, the 12th generation owner. Mm-hmm. But the uh, do you know, you know, uh, Date Masamune is one of the most famous mm-hmm. samurai. Right. You know, in Japanese history, history, race. So you know, Date Masamune is such a you know the stylish and very kind of modern samurai, cultured exactly. And he loves, he loved black, you know, so armor and also old, you know, the samurai, Mm -hmm. the clothes. They he always. You know, they're wearing the black thing. Right, chic. Exactly, a sick <laughs> one. So the Katsuyama Sake was basically um, blue for only Date Masamune or Date family.
1: Oh, wow. Yes,
2: so many years. So, generations. So, you know, the, his sake bottles is all black. Oh, wow. And so it exactly looks <laughs> like, you know, the, the Date Masamune mm-hmm. samurai costume. But same time, you know, Date Masamune, they look... Inspired Georgie Lucas to create the Darth Vader. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So actually, the bottle looks like Darth Vader too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how you look at it?
2: <laughs> well, it's all black. Anyway, but you know, but I guarantee, if you do drink, if you drink Hatsuyama, I don't think you you go to dark side. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, bright side Yes,
2: yes good side.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, by the way, your client includes also, um, you said Daishishu Shudo, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So, it's in Fukushima Prefecture, and yes. many Saki are damaged by mm-hmm. the talk earthquake. Mm-hmm. And I know that you are in Japan, mm-hmm. and so could you please share your experience? Because even after uh, five years, there are still 180,000 mm-hmm. refugees living in temporary facilities. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, 20,000 people died from mm. the, the yes. disaster. So I, th- I think we should mm-hmm. not forget about it. Mm.
2: Okay, about myself, of uh, the, uh, the earthquake day, uh, I was in the Shinkansen pl- plane from Iwate Prefecture to Tokyo. I was suggested by the Brewer Master of Namba Vigil Brewery to stop by San Riku Town before going back to Tokyo in the morning.
1: Mm, that was the, the center
2: of the exactly. disaster. Yes. Um, because the day was beautiful weather to walk by seaside and have some nice seafood lunch there. But I mm. fell asleep in the train since I had too much sake at Nanbubujin the night before. Mm. My train was stopped right by Tokyo, just past Tohoku area. Mm. Then we, the, you know, we are... Uh, so kind of, you know, the train was stopping. The I just woke up by the, the kind of weird, you know, the impact. Mm. Then the train was, you know, the stopped for over uh, four hours. Mm. And, and finally got off the train and they walked on the railroad. For two hours or so,
1: because right. you had a big suitcase and stuff. Exactly.
2: Right? Actually, it's not a big suitcase, but you know, I was kind of small suitcase. Yes, and then lots of stuff there, so it was kind of heavy.
3: Mm. <laughs>
2: yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, um, but I went to the the public school to refuse.
3: Okay. Yes,
2: and then I didn't have any Wi-Fi connection, but yeah, just you know, just all. Japanese prepared phone mm. so it was totally useless but somehow the phone got a call from one of my best friends who used to live in New York and now living in Japan. Mm. She came over to the public school to send oh, wow. me. so yes. she knew she could, you could my, be in a dangerous yes, exactly. situation. Yes exactly. She you know, came over by her car. Mm. Yeah it's, it was likely kind of her house was not that far okay. from the area so it's a good job wow
1: so well hangover saved your life
2: exactly exactly
1: wow Mm -hmm. so and then I I heard uh, the camp you Mm -hmm. know the refugee school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was very Mm orderly. right nobody's panicking
2: Mm. yes everybody's so calm and then yes nobody nobody panicking and then You know, we shared everything, Mm. you know, as everybody was so nice. Mm.
1: What do you think? Because I think, you know, everybody in Japan Mm -hmm. kind of mentally prepared for Uh earthquake. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think at the age of six, when you go to school, Mm. there's once a year, Mm -hmm. there's a training earthquake. Yes. Yes. And there's even a car Mm -hmm. that... uh, Takes yeah, just the, the shaking mm-hmm. to yeah. magnitude seven, mm-hmm. which right. I I tried to. It was mm-hmm. scary, mm-hmm. but so is that why people come?
2: And I don't know. Or you know, people couldn't understand what's going on, and then people know knew, like, you know, nothing. You know, we didn't have any power to do. Mm. So just keep waiting. I don't know, but yeah, we just. Common, trying yeah.
1: right. Mm-hmm. So a devastated situation, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Okay. Panic the, doesn't help, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but people panic. Yes, so. that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And after you came back to New York, you coordinated uh, charity events mm-hmm. to support people in Tohoku. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of uh, things did you do?
2: Um, I did many charity events, but the largest one was New York Loves Japan. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the event with many, psych importers. And restaurant industry people. Mm-hmm. We gave a big sake tasting, uh, grapefruit tables to raise money from participants mm-hmm. and sent to the money. Uh, we sent the money to Hoku sake breweries. And since the event, all importers and the restaurant people work you know, much more closely together than before. Mm. I think. Oh that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And how are the damaged breweries doing now? Well, some of them are still struggling for sure. But yeah, all of them are not giving up their sake brewing. Iwake Kotobuki Brewery of Fukushima was completely swept away by tsunami. Mm. But they moved to Yamagata Prefecture to brew their sake and very popular sake now. Mm. Another brewery, Suisen Brewery in Iwate, was also swept away by their brewery by tsunami. Mm. But yeah, yeah and they also they lost seven workers by tsunami. But they released a cup sake called Kibo, mm. in Japanese. Right. In October 2014, um, it's actually popular, you know, the sake now too. Mm. So if you see the cup sake Kibo, I highly recommend to try. It's a very delicious. But having Kibo is very meaningful for mm. many reasons. What kind of sake is it? It's a actual junmai sake. It's a very kind of rich, you know, the very flavorful one mm. in the can. So you know, the, you can enjoy the cold one, or you know, the, you can request, you know, the restaurant to heat it up too. Mm. And yeah, the cup sake, you know, the uh, uh the other azasu in lower east side, mm-hmm. that restaurant carry that sake so like oh, the okay. most. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's, uh, as I said, famous for... Yes, cup like, sake. Kapsake, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And the sumo food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we need to drink more sake to support Toho mm-hmm. breweries. Mm-hmm. And how do you uh, describe uh, sake drinkers in New York City now compared to, you know, 11 you know, years ago?
2: Um, very different now. Many of sake, connoisseur type people believe that Daiginjo is only the best before, but now... They choose other type of sake for their each dish or occasion.
1: Mm, Wow.
2: Enjoy seasonal sake and buying sake at the liquor stores for home dinner or parties.
1: Mm,
3: Wow.
2: But still, many of the liquor stores don't know how to care of sake, unfortunately. Sake industry needs to work harder.
1: Mm, So (laughs) what's your suggestion for retailers?
2: Well, actually, you know, the most, you know, the small kind of, you know the wine stores carry mm. sake nowadays but right. yeah mostly you know just put the uh sometimes you know the, I saw the the sake not in the refrigerator and they're on the shelf but just a shelf is fine but sometimes on the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> they're right by the outside door right. <laughs> <laughs> or you know that's so dusty you know the very you know the kind of you know, how can I find the sake <laughs> the mm. part, you know, it's a really kind of dark area dark area is fine to store for sake, for, actually for you know, the keep condition but yeah, just so dusty <laughs> right. yeah. so I wanted them to know, you know to keep sake into the, uh, the refrigerator mm.
1: so wish, yeah, temperature control Yes. and the pressure are better, mm. basically well,
2: I don't say that it depends on the type of sake mm. but yeah you know hope and you know, I really hope that you know the the sake importers or distributors know how, you know and it can teach them you know how to mm. store or how to you know to keep the sake right the store. Yeah. actually
1: i forgot to open mm-hmm. it's like it was it's been in my fridge for mm-hmm. supposed to I, I i think i was told to drink mm-hmm. it in 6 months mm-hmm. and then i left it for like 2 years mm-hmm. and i opened it it was tasty
2: don't worry sake is actually you know the no you not know, you know the uh, expire expired date actually mm. you know but the if, of course you know sparkling sake you know the easy to you know the uh, the go on the bubble mm. but the uh, basically. For example, like a junmai or honjozo or something like the you know the rich bodies sake. Even you open the bottle, you know you can keep it six months, um, year, two mm. years, three years. No, don't worry. Just you know, keep in the refrigerator or something a little dark. You know the shelf in the dark. Okay, yes.
1: I just remember the mm-hmm. Kikusui mm-hmm. Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, they happened to forget mm-hmm. about uh, the canned sake mm-hmm. for ten years. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm sure you mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, and then. They open it.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, what's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Totally fine. Nice. Just the flavor will change. It's just a kind of aged flavor. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, it's a, sometimes, you know, I think kikusui from Naguchi is supposed to be a little sweeter, mm. you know, if you store 10 years or more than a year or so, you know, to taste much more richer or rizier, sweeter. Right. Mm-hmm. So I
1: remember I, I go to Kent mm-hmm. and then I tasted it. Oh, it smells like
2: a rich totally chardonnay. Fine. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so uh, we'll take a quick break here, Mm -hmm. and when we come back, we'll talk about how to warm sake properly. Sure. So, no headaches next day. (laughs) So, please stay with us. You're listening to Japanese broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today, Chizuko Nika who is a leading Sake expert and the founder of Sake event planning company, Sake Discoveries, and co-founder of Sake Journeys, which coordinates Sake-themed trips in Japan. Um, you are certified at Kiki Zakeshi. Yes. And what kind of certification is it,
2: and how how is it to be certified? Um... Kikisake is the certified in the sake service institute uh, in Japan. The actually, you know, the textbook was so thick, and I needed to study hard. But actually, it's not that uh, difficult to pass a test. But yeah, uh, but basically, you know, the uh, you have to remember the uh, study about knowledge mm-hmm. about the whole sake. But actually, it a little small, you know, thing about a little more like kind of beer, wine, the whole, you know, whole spirits, you know, all mm-hmm. liquors thing. And the, uh, But the test is not that difficult, actually. But mm. the, uh, the hardest part is you know, you have to keep improve your knowledge if you want to work as a sake expert in this industry.
1: Mm. So it's useful to have, right? Yes. <laughs> and then I think there is an equivalent of a kikisake mm-hmm. certification here in the US, mm-hmm. which is called the sake advisor. Mm-hmm. And I think it's certified by the same organization as in Japan, mm-hmm. as Kikisake-shi. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's uh, the Sake School of America. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. if you go to the website,
2: yes, you, you can go to the uh, website in you know, Sake School of America, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, you can see the uh, information, mm-hmm. so all information there.
1: Right. So, so hopefully, um, everybody, in- mm-hmm. including uh, retailers.
2: Yes. Actually, otherwise, you know, the certificate is not is really easy mm-hmm. to get. So next level sake sommelier is a little bit harder, mm. but yeah, definitely it's worth it if you're working at the Japanese restaurant or even you are not, you know, working in this industry. You know, it's really, you know, the understanding of sake is kind of, you know, it's really. If you go to a Japanese restaurant to choose sake, it's mm. easy to pick. You know, right. you know, you know, just check the label and then what's going on. You know. You know, it's easy to pick
1: mm. for you. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about uh, the retailers mm-hmm. who may not be enough mm-hmm. paying enough attention to oh, Sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they take uh, that exams, mm-hmm. be, yes. everybody can drink better Sake yes, in this exactly. country, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and uh, so you became Sake Samurai mm-hmm. in October 2012. Yes. So who gave you the title and why?
2: The Japan Sake Brewers Association Junior Council gave me the title Sake Samurai in October 2012. Unfortunately, um, all of my sake promotion work in New York was recognized by them. Most of the members of the association are sake producers who have known me since I was working at the Sakagura restaurant as a sake sommelier. Mm-hmm. So they knew my work long enough, I think.
1: Great. Okay. And then, But you don't have to do anything as a sake samurai? Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, once you got the title.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's totally... I was... You know, I, I, <laughs> I was not expected. I can I could get yeah, the sake samurai, mm-hmm. but yeah, suddenly I received yeah, the letter, kind of, serious, kind of letter, mm-hmm. from them, and it said, you know, so next the October I gonna fly to Kyoto. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Like, so each year you have to. Mm-hmm, yes. Oh, wow, mm-hmm.
1: that's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, the in October 2013 you founded another company called mm-hmm. Sake Journeys yes. with Tim Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was also a guest here mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. and a great sake expert. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what is uh, why did you start the company? And what do you
2: do? Um, yes, I founded Sake Journey of my business partner Tim Sullivan, uh, New York. Another New York-based sake samurai. Sake Journey is sake brewery tour for English speakers. But our focus is not only visiting sake breweries. Our mission is not only to help make our guests big sake fans. You know, mm. and, but uh, we also want people to become fans of various regions of Japan through sake, food culture, and the traditional craft art. Please check the website sakejourneys.com. Mm.
1: Well, it's interesting because uh, sake is such a local, mm-hmm. you know, product, and yes. then through that prism, in yes. a way, mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. discover more right. of the region, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and uh, I actually uh, looked up, and then uh, you have to apply mm-hmm. to attend, participate in the yes. trip. right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: is it very strict too <laughs> for the background check?
2: No, 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 not at all. But the uh, you know the most of you know the tour you know participants are like kind of restaurant industry people, mm-hmm. the professionals, or kind of very foodies, serious foodies. So we have to you know the plan very carefully. Mm. And then, you know, it's definitely we have to give them, you know, un- unforgettable experience in Japan. Mm. So, yes, actually, we just finished our latest tour a couple of weeks ago.
3: Wow.
2: We visited a few of great sake breweries such as... Tedorigawa in Ishikawa prefecture. Mm. Ishikawa uh,
1: is uh, mm-hmm. facing Japan's side, Japan's side. Yes. So it's different. It's very,
2: Yes. And a very, very beautiful seaside, uh, seafood region. Mm. We had a great, great, sushi restaurant, by the way. And then, um, the, uh, actually Tedorigawa, uh, the brewery, is famous for the, the movie, The Birth of Sake. Mm. And then also hakkai Brewery. Okay, maybe we, you can talk yes. about oh? the movie. Kukui. Oh, yes, sure. The The Bath of Sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bath of Sake is kind of documentary film. Yeah, the uh, The directed by Eric Shirai. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's all about the uh, you know story about the uh, the sake brewing. You know the background story of. Uh, the master brewer mm. of Tedorigawa, or actually, it's a you know the feature that Tedorigawa sake brewery. But you know the many of the, the small local sake breweries have yeah the same you know the stories, similar stories. Mm. You know it's uh, all kind of sake toji master master brewer sake group unit. You know yeah the, they come back to the brewery only winter season to brew sake, mm. and then so, the summer season they go back to their hometown to. Make rice farm, you know, to to be a rice farmers or those kind of Mm. stories. You know, it's Japan sounds like, you know, there's so many kind of computers, the technique thing, but actually, you know, still, sake brewing is Mm. is still, you know, those type of very old fashioned classic method Mm. they still keep doing.
1: So So the hygiene and the control parts is Uh very highly advanced, but uh, very handmade. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, when did it come out?
2: Uh, I think you know it's already you know uh, the uh, very recently they got uh, the uh, release the uh, uh, the Blu-ray mm. or th- I think so.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so uh,
2: can uh, listeners watch it? Somewhere? I think so. I believe so. so you can check the uh, the you know the website, The mm. Birth of Sake. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so The Birth of Sake. Mm-hmm. I-, I heard
2: it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was great. Made me cry. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yes. Wow, I have to
1: watch that. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, so the the trip. How long
2: does it usually? It's about the one week and the plus one day. Actually, you know the week you know meet up at the uh, the hotel in Tokyo first. Mm. Then have the uh, first izakaya night out in Tokyo. <laughs> okay. Then from next day uh, we're gonna start the the serious tour. Mm. You know the uh, then then end of the night we you know we can come back to Tokyo and then last, you know, the izakaya night out mm. then, bye-bye Right. <laughs> so it's about 10 days it's about, yes, 8 days mm. something like so that, usually you, know? you try to go mm-hmm. to different regions, yes, exactly so, yeah, I just finished our tour recently and the uh, yeah, we went to the, uh, the Gifu Prefecture mm. for the, uh, the visiting sake breweries uh, uh, and also the uh, we tried the uh, the kamisuki, it's a paper making, washi paper making. Mm. Also, the uh, the masu, it's a square box, wooden box making. So, we enjoy the uh, kind of traditional craft arts too. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And also, the uh, we enjoy the, uh, the sake kasu, sake lee's cooking class mm. at the, uh, the Sakai brewer in Niigata Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And also, we went to Kyoto and where else? Where else? <laughs> yes, many places. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so mm-hmm. listeners, if you want to join the trip, that's yes. sakejourneys.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. All okay. right. And uh, you have another cool title, mm-hmm. Okanban. Yes. That's the sake caliente. <laughs> <laughs> so Okanban means a person who takes care of the temperature of sake being mm-hmm. warmed in a hot bath. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is sake caliente?
2: Okay. Okay. Um well, sake caliente is the... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing pop-up warm sake bar called sake caliente every Saturday late night at the Azasu in Roa Side 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. for just three hours. Mm. So I'm a big fan of warm sake, but still many people don't know which sake is the right sake for warming mm. and the misunderstanding about warm sake. Right. That's, why, that's my new challenge to guide and introduce delicious warm sake culture.
1: Hmm. Right. So the uh, that's it's A Z A S U in Loisai yes. And uh so that's late now, eleven to two means uh, yes. the industry
2: people. Mm-hmm. Yes, basically, you know, many of customers actually mainly, you know, the restaurant industry people. But yeah, it's kind of, you know, the secret spot for, you know, got kind of the super popular restaurant chefs, managers, sommeliers mm. kinda of, you know, it's kinda of social right. <laughs> you know, the the spot for kind of industry people now.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. night owls. Mm-hmm. Anybody can go though.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, let's talk about Womusake because mm-hmm. people buy us about Womusake. Mm-hmm. And a while ago, uh, people and sake mm-hmm. heat it up to get the flavor more mm-hmm. permanently mm-hmm. and then got hungover mm-hmm. next day mm-hmm. so that's a really like taboo <laughs> but yeah now you know mm-hmm. so what is the benefit of warming sake and what's the right way to do it
2: um, okay um, human body temperature you know is about 98.6 Fahrenheit. warming sake is much more gentle for kidney I believe you know it's, it's sometimes people drink too much you know, if you keep drinking cold sake, mm. you know it's kind of you know you kind of is easier to get right, your body problem. has to exactly, try to adjust it exactly, and then suddenly you know the first couple you know, maybe three glasses four glasses it would be fine but mm. you know one point suddenly oh you know <laughs> <laughs> <that laughs> you exhausted yes but the um, you know warm sake is gently make you feel relaxed and comfortable
3: mm. and
2: easy to recognize your right amount before you drink too much. And then you know, uh, you know, it's easy to feel like you know, oh, I'm getting a little kind of, you know, oh, getting a little drunk. (laughs) 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 And so it's almost like you know when you you know the a little taking bath, Mm and then it's kind of. You know, the getting a little warm, the body temperature. It's almost like a onsen hot spa right. you experience.
1: Yeah, from inside. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Not exactly.
2: Right. That kind of feeling you can feel. You know, if you have the right temperature, warm mm, sake.
1: More relaxing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Right. Yeah, it's really hard to see uh, scan mm-hmm. or you know the uh, the warm mm-hmm. sake. And then, yeah, I checked the the. There kind of three times. Mm-hmm. Atsukan is uh, 130 to 140 Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Nurkan, mm-hmm. that's 104 and 113 mm-hmm. uh, Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the middle, that's 120 uh, Fahrenheit. That's Tikikan mm-hmm. yeah. or Jokan.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, what's, what kind of a sake is appropriate for each? Well, actually, you know what? I don't want you to think too much, that kind of temperature difference. You know, the, uh, but uh, easy to say. If you the sake, you know, the, pick like Daiginjo or Jumaginjo or Ginjo type sake, more mm, you know, expensive, expensive sake. Those type of sake is more kind of light body and more usually a little more kind of fragrant style. Mm. You know, and if you, that sake have has the uh, aroma like a fruity style, fruity kind of. For the aroma, mm. I highly recommend to try very nerukan. It's mm. slightly warm. Okay, mm-hmm. because you're gonna lose that delicate exactly, flavor. Exactly, exactly. Right. But yeah, if you prefer very hot one or something a little, you know, a little more kind of body one, mm. you know, I, I highly recommend to pick junmai or honjozo or more full body style sake.
3: Mm.
2: But you know, the samtai ginjo or you know ginjo style sake you know, age one or not much fragrant style sake or, you know, the age style, like a three years, mm. two years, those type of ginjo style sake is a little, you know, a little higher temperature, right. you know, than... And wake s- up. Yes, it's really good too. <laughs> right.
1: so. mm-hmm. Okay, but the highest, uh, it's like 140 yes. degrees. Yes, yes. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: otherwise, you're going to boil it and then the whole thing... <laughs> Don't boil it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. and uh, what kind of uh, food would you recommend with... Uh, Warm sake.
2: Wom sake. Well, definitely, you know, you can enjoy the uh, kind of small, you know, the salty dish, like shiokara mm. or something kind of Japanese kind of traditional style of very salty, kind of gooey, mm-hmm. kind of little funny, funky <laughs> squid dish or something like that. But it's kind of, you know, hardcore dish for non-Japanese people probably, for <laughs> <laughs> some people, I guess. So, you know... Actually, cheese is really, you know, mm. it's easy to say. You know, cheese is the, uh, cheese umami is really? perfect with the warm sake. Mm. Of course, you can enjoy it with cold sake too, but my favorite combination is the, uh, you know, the uh, smoked daikon pickles mm. from my hometown. It's called the Iburigako Okay. with cheese and warm sake. Mm. This combination is just heaven. Interesting, because
1: mm-hmm. Japanese pickles mm-hmm. uh, don't use uh, vinegar, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. more like lactic acid. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, sake has lactic acid. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So perfect. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> so, um, So now, what's your plan?
2: Well, for future? Yeah. My plan for the future is just keep working for this industry while having fun. I want to travel to Japan as much as I can. Even I'm Japanese and I grew up there, but still, so many places I have never seen, never been.
1: Mm, so it's kind of going back to why you came here, and exactly. it's like uh, you know, like <laughs> yeah. an ambassador, like ambassador, mm-hmm.
2: right? So my sake <laughs> journey is never ending. <laughs> mm, that's
1: amazing, mm-hmm. great. All right, so uh, thank you for joining us today, Tizco. My pleasure. So uh, where can we find your latest? Uh paper if dot com or sakejourneys.com dot com.
2: Um, or actually you know I'm lazy to you know the, uh, <laughs> update my website mm-hmm. official website. so you can go to the uh, actually my instagram, the uh, the sake chizu. Mm-hmm. S A K E C H I Z. Sake cheese is the uh, most, you know, I always update mm-hmm. information and also event information. You know, you can go to the Facebook okay. Saket Discoveries, the fan page. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have
1: so many interesting activities all the time. So Instagram <laughs> yeah. must be a good place <laughs> to be. Too. It's, yeah, it's to check. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have to come back to talk more about those things. Oh, great.
2: Thank you so much.
1: So, listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. And uh, today's in January was Jack Inslee. Japan News is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at HeritageRadioNetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.